इतना बात यार Ah, there we go. Uh, good evening. This is Victoria with Dream Dogs and Hope Service Dogs and uh, Nipopo Service Dog Training with Victoria Warfel Podcast. Uh, how are you guys doing this evening? Uh, no, I'm not going to go into uh, this is Delilah after dark voice, but things are going good. Uh, we went and saw the puppies. Yesterday I was seeing puppies. Uh, I was seeing puppies yesterday because we had to get ginger progesterone tested and uh, trying to find a vet who does progesterone testing is really difficult. Luckily, Karen being a human nurse, she can do a progesterone test for the doggos. Uh, she had done Lucy's. We had done, I believe, two for Lucy and then two relaxing tests, which is a pregnancy test. So with ginger, um, we had... Uh, Progesterone tested her last week to see if she was ready. Said three to six days. We went yesterday. It says, no, you still got a ways to go. So maybe we read it too early. I don't know what happened last week. But we're good to go. Uh, you know, Seth thinks he's good to go. Um, but we're we're doing, doing good with them. They're having fun. Uh, and hopefully whenever she's ovulating well, uh, we can have puppies in a couple months and they'll go home and a total of four months so it's two months gestation two months of them on the ground where we post the pictures and the videos and stuff all the time okay so i think we're gonna head in there later this week and do another photo shoot especially since i got my new camera that's taking really nice photos and uh and see how that goes but as of right now as of them not even being three and a half weeks old and not having taken a deposit beforehand because I wanted to make sure how many puppies we had because we had a lot that were already spoken for in this litter. Um, I didn't put them up available for other people. And about three weeks and they are all spoken for. All the extra puppies are spoken for. Uh, we do have our list for our next litter already going. And we'll have litters after that and litters after that. So, so we're going to do our primary focus is golden retrievers. Cause I do believe with my whole heart, the golden retrievers make the best service dogs. Um, and we need to breed health, healthy German or golden retrievers, not German shepherds. Um, candy will probably breed a litter or two. Uh, we need to find the right boyfriend for her. And it's hard because a lot of Dobermans don't have the full health testing in, uh, Roma, we need to do her health testing and see. See if we have Roma puppies, little poodle puppies. Um, but again, that'll probably be one or two litters, and then that'll probably be it. I don't think we're going to to do all three all the time. I think we'll do, because don't forget, I was expecting this year to do a gypsy litter and a candy litter and maybe a Roma litter, not a Lucy litter and a ginger litter. So you know what? Sometimes things change, and you just got to change right on with them. So what are we going to talk about tonight? I have no idea. No idea. So if you guys have anything that you want me to talk about, tell me now or forever hold your peace. Okay. Um, I'd like to hear what you guys want to talk about because if not, I'm going to go meandering. You don't know where I'm going to meander to. Um, you never know with me. So if, if you have anything, any topics that you would like to talk about, I'll give you guys a little bit of time to, to write them up there. Um, one thing that was just in one of our Facebook groups was about breeds, which is why I'm talking about them, not just to give you guys the pup date, uh, and about a Fab Four for service dogs. 
talked about this before. There is no Fab Four. Stop saying that. Uh, because people, Golden Lab, Poodle, what's number four? I've heard that it is Lassie Collie. I've heard that it is Border Collie. I've heard that it is German Shepherd. Just stop it. And I've heard that it is Doodle. Those are the four that I hear. Lassie Collie, Border Collie, German Shepherd, Doodle. Don't do any of those. No, you could do Doodle if you want to. Uh, we have worked with some good Doodles. Uh, we have worked with some good German Shepherds. We have worked with some okay Border Collies. Border Collies, guys, they want to run the farm. They want to herd things. Like, I own one. I own two. A Border Collie with quotes and a real Border Collie. Um, but they don't want to they don't want to to just like be still all day long and lay beside you and have to work for you whenever they would rather run and herd and nip and have fun that's fun for them okay so there's no fab four it's a fab three a terrific three i don't know thrilling three and it is golden retrievers yellow and black labrador retrievers and standard poodles yes you could do a smaller poodle if you need to if you have allergies, guys, go with the poodles is usually what I tell people. If you like the look of a doodle and you want a doodle, go for a doodle. But I want both parents to be health tested, okay, with what they need. Because poodles need different from goldens, which need different from labs. It's not always the same. And how do we check those? Go to OFA. OFA will tell you. Okay, we've got our first topic. Thank you, Emily. Emily says public access prepping during the pandemic. Not sure if that's been talked about. I'll definitely talk about that. What do you do? So first, yeah, what can you do? So my personal dogs have gone out with me a few times. Um, I don't take my personal dogs out too much right now. My personal service dogs, and I'm not taking client dogs out. Rich is here. Do you, do you want to join me for a little bit or no? Are um, you doing uh, stuff like no, I'm doing stuff with Lucina. Lucina I think okay. I have a name right. Yeah, you do. Oh, no, wait, wait, I'm sorry. Luke's doing stuff with Lucina. I'm doing stuff with Ezra. Ezra. Oh, my God, Ezra's there. I know. Do you want to take my phone so you can get pretty pictures? Um, I have a phone. But yeah. mine has better photos. Okay. I'm happy. Mine's mine's better than it was. It's just not your Okay, then go ahead. Okay. I'll, I'll get good pictures later. Right. My gosh, this phone. It's an iPhone 11. Holy crap. Really good. Uh, so, what do you do? So, I we had... Who did we have in? I'm trying to remember the name. Rhodesian Ridgeback, Mila. We had Mila in, and I, we didn't take Mila out, I think maybe once, because that was at the heart of the breakdown, or at the lockdown, and we did not want to go out, and then we'd have to come home and give her a bath right away. Uh, I did have Django out during quarantine, and people would come up to us like freaking zombies. Doggy! Me touch doggy! No, stop. Go away. What are you doing here? And it wasn't worth it for you to get sick or for me to get sick, you know? Uh, and I, I would tell people that, stop. What are you doing? Karen and I, we were we were somewhere together. We each had our service dogs with us. She had uh, Holstein and I had Jenga. And we were heading into Walmart because we needed to pick up some food. We're going into Walmart and it has the, the little fake, you know, go this way line that they've set up. You know, all the Walmarts have it. They had that. They had, you know, stand six feet apart. And as we're walking to where the entrance for this, the mouth of this line is, there was this guy who was walking really fast. So we just kind of hung back a bit and we let him go in front of us. And he gets there in front of us and he's going and we kind of wait our six feet and, and we kind of go in the line, you know, making sure we have plenty of space because I'm terrible at judging distance. So six foot to me telling me it's an alligator doesn't really help. 
uh, it's just far enough away that I feel comfortable, right? And instead of walking in, no, he stops and he's turning around and he's telling Karen how he used to buy steaks for dogs whenever he'd see dogs, he'd buy them steaks. And Holstein's a big guy, so he'd probably be, uh, I don't know, Porterhouse or Sirloin steak or something. And, and, and going on about this weird thing, and I didn't care. And he's turning around talking to me. He didn't have a mask on because this is a while ago, right? He's turning around talking to well, to Karen, not to me. He's turning around talking. He's turning around talking. And, and I just told him, I said, we don't care. Turn around and go into the store. And it sounds really harsh, and it is really harsh. But come on. I don't want that. You know, like, that's not what is going on right now. Uh, we were at a rest break with uh, with the dogs, and... This woman starts walking up to me from across the parking lot. Oh, you have a dog. Is that a Belgium? Yeah. Oh, and she's she's still walking over. She's getting closer and she's getting closer. Can I pet him and say hi? No, you can't pet him and say hi. Go away and leave me alone. Uh, so there's, there's a time for being nice and there's a time for leave me alone. And I think pandemic, you can be a little more leave me alone. Um, people do want to pet dogs still, especially now because of the crap that's going on so i think for us as handlers we have to be firmer uh, and we have to be smart with what we're doing so one of the things that we're doing is we are doing grocery pickup as much as we can i can't do grocery delivery because i live out in the boonies but we do grocery pickup depending on how big of an order we have because we had a pretty big one today we had a pretty big one last week whenever we went i can't i don't want to bring a dog in you know, I don't. I don't want to bring a dog in because we have a Jeep. If we had a car, even if we had a van, I could put a dog in a crate. But again, I don't want the the employee who's loading the groceries in to pet the dog, even through the crate. So, you know, I've been relying more on my service humans uh, than service dogs lately, which is hard. Um, but how do you prep for it? You just, you work them at home. You know, you can still work on getting in and out of the car. You can still go for car rides. Uh, with these puppies, with the golden puppies, you know, depending on what else going on, they will still go for car rides. You know, we will still, I still plan on going to Disney and Universal once they open. I will bring a bottle of hand sanitizer along and the puppy will wear shoes because it is summer in Florida. So puppy will wear shoes. If we bring out any of the dogs that we have in, because we have a bunch in and we need to start doing outings. And actually we need to go up to the up store. Uh, Richard ordered a pair of shoes from Amazon and they don't fit. So we need to return them. And apparently if we just bring them up there and give them this code, they'll package it and ship it for us at no cost. So we're going to do that, which means I'll bring a service dog up with me and we'll probably then head over because Lowe's is almost across the street from it and, uh, and pick up some of the things that we need because uh, we need some things from Lowe's. Uh, Rich has his new table saw and he wants to saw stuff, saw tables. Uh, you know, so that'll be nice for them and depending, cause it sounds like it'd be really easy. Uh, we'll see which dog's ready for it. And we'll probably maybe even bring two dogs, one of mine and one of the, um, board and trains. And the nice thing with that about bringing one of mine and one of the board and trains is the board and train has an example dog to look up to. So that's one thing I really like. Okay. Uh, glad to hear. I have two Bernadoodles. We message each other about them for training. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and, and like I said, people like them. I'm not going to tell people what to like and what not to like. Uh, one of the things for service dog training... Oh, sorry, we're having trouble playing this video. I don't know why. Hello?
Uh-huh. Well, I don't know. Can you guys hear me? I don't know if you can hear me or if you just can't see me or what's going on. Um, let's We'll end this and we'll start up again. Can you guys hear? If you can hear me, let me know. Okay, you can hear ANC just fine. Perfect. Then we'll just keep going. Thank you, Emily. Yep. So Emily has a doodle. Uh, and like he's great. You know, like I said, we've had some in who were amazing. And we've had some doodles in who were neurotic nut jobs. You know, it happens with everything. I've had some goldens in who were amazing, and I've had some goldens in who were nut jobs. What I don't like are if you have a doodle, you have to groom your doodle. Um, if not, they'll get really matty and gross. If you have a long-haired dog, you have to groom your long-haired dog, or they're going to get matty and gross. If you have a golden, you have to groom, especially behind the ears, or they'll get matted and gross. And we don't want that to happen uh, at all, right? You know, if you, whatever dog you get, you have to groom. Uh, what I find funny is the people who tell me that they have really bad allergies, and so they need to get a non-shedding dog, so they're going to get a doodle. Doodle shed. Most doodle shed, at least a little bit. If you want a non-shedding dog, you have to get one that needs the groomer stuff. And that doesn't mean a poodle. There's other dogs who need groomers because they don't shed. Uh, one weird thing about poodles, did you guys know this? Because they don't shed, you have to shave hair all over their body. Okay, around their private area, you have to shave. You have to pluck their ear hair out of the ear canals. I don't like doing that. That's my least favorite part of grooming a poodle. So I usually leave that for the professionals and I can do everything else. Uh, because I, I don't like it. It's gross. Um, Rich can hear me. Yay, Rich can hear me. Um, and Jane had to bring me up on the phone. Good. But you guys can hear. That's good. That's good, good, good. So, so yeah, I, I don't mind it. Uh, you know, I've got a Malinois. I've got a Doberman. I've got a Golden. I've, I've had other trainers ask me, uh, you know, do you take other dogs in? I've had clients and other trainers ask me, why do you have so many not Goldens as clients whenever you tell people how awesome Goldens are? I don't know. Because I can't force you to get a dog. You know, I can tell you that, you know, your chances of washing out are going to be higher. Or, you know, if you haven't got the dog yet, uh, for example, I had somebody who wanted to import two Rottweilers from Germany uh, to train as protection slash service dogs. And I told him, no, I wasn't going to do that with him. That's not going to happen. But here's the fun thing, guys. You can't own or train your own service dog. Now, here's the other part of that. The caveat to that is it's hard. It's really hard. Most owners can't train their dog to do a reliable sit on the first time with no prompting and no repeating. And even sometimes my dogs look at me, well, I've, I've never heard you say that word before. So it happens with everybody. But what we want is we want a dog to do it in reflex response. That means just like a reflex, right? You see a, car, a cop car in the rear view mirror and you slam on the brakes. Uh, it's a reflex. You don't think, cop car, oh, am I speeding? It just, you do it. Uh, you know, you want that reflex response. Uh, the doctor is doing an exam and he hits your knee with that little triangle thingy and your knee pops forward. It's a reflex. You don't think about doing it. You don't think about breathing. You breathe. It's a reflex. We want the dogs to do it in reflex response. So I tell you to do a command and you do the command. Period. End of story. You don't even think about it. You just do it. And whenever that happens multiple times... That's a reflex response, and that's what we want. So it's difficult, but another difficult thing about it is not every person who 
is tells you that they can help you train their service dog can actually help you train your service dog. You know, some people who, who claim to be able to help you don't know what they're doing. They've never had a service dog. They think they know what it entails, or maybe they think they've trained one or two before. Uh, and, and it's not. And one thing that I do tell people, and I try to tell them multiple times, is it's not the easy dog that's going to make you a better trainer. It's the harder dog that's going to make you the better trainer. So for owners, you might want the easy dog, and I don't blame you. But for trainers, if, if you want to challenge yourself, get the dog that's a little bit harder. Now, that does not mean get a Chihuahua Basset Hound mix and turn him into a service dog, you know. But for my clients, I never recommend having a Malinois as a service dog. Yet I own a Malinois service dog. What? Like, are you not good enough for it? No. He's a lot of dog to deal with. And there are days I want to ship him somewhere not here. But I don't because I do adore the giant goober who's up on my bed now rolling around like an idiot. Uh, you know, but, but it's a lot of dog and somebody with a disability does not have the extra spoons to deal with it. They don't. So what's an easier dog that you can train up that is approachable by people that if, if something happens to you and the emergency medical crews had to come up, is the dog going to guard you or is the dog going to be fine with people coming up to you? You need to have the dog that's going to be fine with people coming up to you. There was something that happened, some court case thing a while ago. Maybe it was an old ADA, you know, the older one, the initial ADA thing for service dogs. And it said that uh, guarding you was an acceptable task. Somewhere on those lines. I don't have it right here in front of me. So people thought that a guardian, a, a personal protection dog, right, trained to bite people on command or bark or whatever, is an acceptable task for a service dog but it's not and it's not because it's not <laughs> no uh, because what they meant was guarding you from hurting yourself not guarding you from having people approach you because then you're not in control of your service dog so any sort of protection trained stuff is is really taboo because i can't judge what you're doing with your dog maybe you've done you know, IPO shits and stuff for 20 years, maybe you think it'd be badassery of you to have a, a dog who bites people. You know, you don't know. You don't know at all. You don't know. So it's just easier to say across the board, don't get a dog. Uh, don't get a service dog who is, uh, who is protection trained. Uh, you know, and, and watch the doodles because a lot of people see cha-ching, cha-ching, let the cash register ring. So if you're going to get a doodle, make sure they have good temperaments, make sure they have good health, make sure they have the good health clearances, make sure you do the, the temperament testing. And if it's not the Volhard temperament testing, just do a temperament test. You know, it doesn't have to be Volhard. It can be, you know, one that works for you. Uh, we're going to do Volhard for this litter of puppies. Uh, and we're doing puppy culture with this litter of puppies, but one of the things that we're going to play around with for the next litter is uh, Abadog. So I need to actually get on an order, but we want to finish the puppy culture first, because if not, it would confuse me. Uh, but we want to do Abadog and see how that goes. Will that produce better puppies? You know, what's the difference in them? Um, I don't know. I have breeder friend. Uh, she swears by Abadog. She said that puppy culture, uh, you know, puppy culture is fine and, and well and good, but Abadog is really where it's at. And I want that. 
you know, I want the best dogs out there. I don't want meh dogs. I want awesome dogs. I want, um, I had asked Teresa, who's the president of Hope Service Dogs. Well, I had asked everybody in the, on the board, what is your goal for Hope? And uh, one of the things she said was, I want Hope's name to be synonymous with, these are awesome, th these are my words, not her words, I'm paraphrasing, right? But these are awesome golden retrievers, you're the best golden retrievers out there. That's what I want. And if you give me one second, I'll probably find you exactly what she said, because uh, it was good. It was really good. And it recognized name for supplying good quality dogs with excellent training. She also wants um, gold to be a source of knowledge for service dog info, hope is, uh, and supply at least one trained service dog a year for free to somebody who really needs a service dog who can't do it otherwise. So that's, that's what one of these puppies, if everything works out how it should, one of these puppies will go to somebody in a year or more, a year to two, um, at no cost. And of course, a year or two depends on the dog. It depends on how the dog matures. It depends on what the owner's needs are. If it's mobility, it's going to be longer. If it's medical alert, it can be happening sooner. If it's PTSD, it can happen sooner. A lot of times our client dogs are working 10, 11, 12 months old pretty awesome you know uh, what do we want from the dogs we want and oh I'm working on an infographic for this so you're gonna see it on the dream dog site soon what do I want for someone to graduate uh, for someone service dog to graduate I want them to pass the canine good citizen the C which is the CGC the urban and the advanced the CGCA and the CGCU novice trick dog title public access test and at least one good task if your dog can do all that then your dog's a service dog now, where is that written? <laughs> it's written on my infographic and it's up on the website. And I've talked about it numerous times, but there's no ADA law saying that's what it is. But I want you to cover your butt. <laughs> I want to have the best dogs out there. I want people to see them and say, wow. And I'm actually in talks with um, somebody who does best. You guys know I used to promote uh, patience and love up one side and down the other. Apparently, it's taking a lot longer to get the stuff back in. So I've had to find somebody else, and they have been doing amazingly good work with Hope's vests. So we're going to uh, get some Dream Dogs vests from them and see how that goes. But in order to get a Dream Dogs vest, you must check off all of those boxes. CGC, CGCA, CGCU, public access test, one good train task recorded. And then you can get the vest. I think that's it. CGC, yeah, I think so. That sounds good to me because we want it to be awesome we want the dogs to be amazing i don't want the dogs to be meh meh dogs aren't aren't what i want to have my my name on right they have to be amazing which also means health tested you know we uh, ginger has her prelims done her prelims were done at 22 months old uh, for her hips and her elbows and i haven't been able to get into a vet in the last couple months because of covid to get her done and now she's in heat do we want to do x-rays while she's in heat? I don't know. You know, does that mean we have to wait? Yeah, I'm fine breeding on prelims, especially they were good hips and normal elbows. So, you know, I'm fine breeding on prelims. But, uh, but yeah, we need to, we need to do amazing work, I think. Um, we also have, if you live in Gainesville or Central Florida area and you want to be a puppy cuddler or a uh, puppy raiser helper, we could use you is volunteers 
um, because it's a lot of work raising the puppies. Oh, I've got something to tell you. And, and like I said, let me know if you guys have any questions. Can we come up to do the CGC annual public access in the same day? Yes. A lot of times we'll do them in the same day. Now for the public access test, Jennifer, we do require going to three different locations. We want a restaurant, we want a grocery store, and we want something else. We usually use Universal or Disney. And uh, that we want to see how they do on trains and buses and boats and elevators and escalators if you do escalators and you know dealing with all of that. So you could do that. You could go out to eat and then go do a grocery store. Uh, but it's it's a lot. It's usually best broken up into a couple different days. But we you can do it all in one day. Oh, Joanne's in Ocala. That's awesome. I don't always know who's local and who's not local. But uh, but yeah, so so we could use, if you're interested, Joanne, in going into Gainesville and cuddling puppies, let me know. Uh, message me whenever we're done here. And I can pass uh, pass you on to Karen's stuff. Or you can go to hopeservicedogs.org and fill out the volunteer application. Yeah, Joanne, Jane's there too. So Jane actually came by today. Um, Jane's on the board of Hope, and her dog Remy had passed all those requirements. And so because Jane is on the board of Hope, one of the things that we've allowed is that Hope board members, whenever their dogs meet all those requirements, they would do um, that. They they would qualify to get a Hope vest, okay, a Hope service dogs vest. So that way, whenever the board's out doing um, events, they can have their service dogs with them. Especially, I train the service dogs, you know. Um, but they can have the service dog with them. So Jane actually came by today and picked up Remy's vest, which is really cute. And it looks beautiful on her. That would be a lot for me. Jennifer, it is a lot. Yeah, I mean, it's a very extensive, it is 17 pages for the public access test. So if you'd want to do it over three weekends, if you'd want to do it over three months, you know, or you can do a long distance one, if that's something that interests you. That's what Jane did because of quarantine. Uh, she did, she, she did these videos and she kept texting me and then YouTube uploading and sending me the links to all these videos. Uh, and it was awesome. Oh gosh, we must've had what Jane, at least 30 different videos she'd send me and I'd go through and I'd check it off and I'd say, you know, I need this one. And she'd either send it to me or she'd go out and she'd film it next time that her and her, 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 her husband went out, uh, and, and Remy too. So that was, you know, it's a way to do things that works. You know, because I want to see, I want to make sure that your dog's ready for it. Um, now, that's Hope's public access test. So, Jennifer, if you'd want to do Hope's public access test, the CGCs, that's great. The Hope Bests are only going to be for Hope dogs and for board member dogs. And Dream Dogs Bests are only going to be for Dream Dogs dogs. Okay, so doing all of these, it's not going to entitle you to a Hope or a Dream Dogs Vest, just to let you know um, ahead of time so you don't think that, well, who that means that you get a vest. But it is good to have that public access test on record. And it was brutal. It was, Jane. It is extremely um, thorough. You know, we want to make sure that the dog's good. What if the dog has a good day and he's usually a jerk? What if the dog has a bad day and he's usually an angel? You don't know. Uh, you already have video of her in a busy ice cream shop. That's awesome. So, yeah, we want to make sure that everyone does good. So rewarding it is, Jane. Whenever you have a goal and you work towards that goal, things are always better. And that's one of the things that we want for Hope Dogs is we, we need to have goals that we work towards. Now we can do puppies. Uh, for example, this litter, the puppies, the extra puppies are just being sold as, as puppies. Um, they're doing, uh, I wanna say two of the four, I believe, 
are going to be service dogs and the other four are going to be pet dogs, which is fine. Companion dogs. That's fine. That's great. That's a very noble and worthy calling. Oh, one of them is going to be a therapy dog. If, if, you know, so we'll try to match them up with the right temperaments for all of those. Um, and, and that's what we want. Uh, some people are very active. Some people are more homebody. So we'll try to give the very active ones, the more active puppies, you know, we want to match them up right, uh, to make everybody happy, you know, and I know they're already in love with all the puppies, but I also know because we're putting up a bunch of pictures and videos, they're falling in love with a particular puppy, um, which, you know, it, it's going to happen. I'm falling in love with them too. Every single dog is my favorite dog <laughs> and every single dog I want to keep, but it can't happen that way. So I want, I hope, 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 hope that the owners keep us posted with how everyone's doing because even though I'm not with them 24 seven, like Karen and Barry are, I'm going to miss some little suckers, but seeing them at my house, they'd be one of many where they're going. They're going to be one of one or one of two or one of three, which is much different, you know, versus what I can give them. So to me, that's what helps. A lot of times people will ask me, how do you take these dogs in? You know, the service dogs are with me for five weeks. How do you, you know, I have Carice, which is um, Emily's uh, service dog in training. How do you have Carice with you for five weeks and then give him up and, and you're okay with it? Because I know that's what he needs. You know, I know he's not my dog starting it out. Uh, and I know that's what he needs. And people ask me, how did you give Roma? Oh, you know, to Carolyn, how did you give Roma? You have Roma for three months. She was six months old whenever, you know, you gave her to Carolyn. Yeah, I know. It was my idea. It wasn't, nobody pressured me into doing it. It was my idea because at the time I had Arrow, I had Roma and I had Gypsy and Carolyn didn't have any. And it would, it worked out very well to, for Carolyn to take Roma. We kept, you know, the ability to breed with Roma uh, because she is, freaking awesome. I do like that dog a lot. I miss her whenever she comes back. It is so nice. And she missed me and she sees me and she's so happy. So I just, yeah, but it's also a match made in heaven because they get along so well. So it would be selfish of me to keep every dog. And like I said, sometimes I could get rid of Django or Candy, but not Gypsy. Not Gypsy. Gypsy's the one I really adore, Django. He stopped. <laughs> He's looking at me like, how dare you say you'd get rid of me? I wouldn't, buddy. Um, Jennifer says, understand she has CGC and trick dog novice intermediate in advance. That's awesome, Jennifer. <laughs> so whenever we did the school here, the service dog school, we had a bunch of trainers and a bunch of them were CGC evaluators. And I think we had like 30 people plus us was about 35 people. Um, and then we had, you know, so maybe, maybe half of them, I think were CGC evaluators and some of them wanted to have the CGC done and some of them needed the CGC advanced and urban. So we just did it here. We did a big group. We had people find each other, you know, like, okay, I'll, I'll evaluate for you guys and you guys can evaluate for me type of thing. And it worked, right? It was, it was awesome. It was just beautiful how it all flowed together. But, uh, we went to, to dinner and then we went to Brown, Brownwood up here and we did the urban and the advanced there, which worked out really well because who do we have with us? We had service dogs, service dogs in training. And then, uh, the pet dogs they had left in the car during dinner because it was February. Okay. So we, we go and we, they're doing the testing just like that. You know, I had a group, one person had about six dogs and, and they'd, they'd watch, you know, for the urban and then the advanced and then they'd swap who it was. And then the last person would go. But the greatest thing was I told them it was a, a 20 or $25 donation to Hope Service Dogs Onniker who tested the dog. It was still a donation and everybody paid. So that was super. So it was a nice fundraiser for Hope and everyone got to be part of it, which was even better. 
you know, seeing the whole community, seeing all of us getting together for it. So I feel like they have had a hand in in this litter that we have on the ground. Because without them doing that, you know, we wouldn't have, you know, some of the funding that we have. And we still have to keep these puppies in kibble. <laughs> right? We do. Our dinner was awesome. That was, Jane. Yeah. What was it? About 20 of us had gone out for dinner. And uh, and we were all in one room. Yeah, probably more than 20. Um, but yeah, we were in one room at a Mexican place. And up the road here, Casa Agave, I believe. But it was it was fantastic. I love doing stuff like that. Um you know, being part of the group and, you know, you think, is it going to be this good next time? And, and you hope it is. Uh, so they had asked us if we would do this again and then do an advanced course and do a scent course. So we have all three of those set up. November is our uh, basic course, I guess you could call it. And then January, I believe, is advanced. And then March is the scent. Ideally, you'll come for all of them to get the most out of it and then what we're going to do too is similar to what bart and michael bellin do with uh the nipopo school and we're going to have a test and if you do not pass the test you do not pass the course because we want there to be um you need to have a whip right a whip and a carrot uh and, and it's not going to be super difficult if you pay attention you know what it is uh, but yeah it's it's good it'll be fantastic uh what else do we have to talk about tonight? What else do you guys want to talk? Puppies. I just scheduled the vet visit today. Uh, actually scheduled with two different vets, so we need to call up one of them and cancel. Um, for them to get their health certificates in the state of Florida, puppies need health certificates before they can head home. And so that'll give them their first vaccine. Well, not really their first vaccine because they're getting the Neopar. And a fecal, uh, the health certificate, and an exam. Make sure everything's good. Which is nice, right? That's what we want. <coughs> like I said, Karen is giving them Neopar at three weeks. I think three and five or three and six, something like that. They're getting Neopar. And what it is, is it's a Django. It's a Parvo only shot. And the reason why we wanted to do that is to take advantage of the socialization window that starts at three weeks old. And if we're going to invite people to come over and be puppy cuddlers, the dogs need to be protected. The puppies need to be protected because if they bring Parvo and it could wipe out the entire litter. And we do not want that to happen. So what we're doing is we, is she researched and we got the Neopar vaccine. So she gave it to them a couple days ago and they didn't have any reaction from it, which is good. Uh, but it will help protect them against Parvo. And then it takes so many days to kick in. So Thursday is the first day that puppy cuddlers are coming over. And, uh, and then Friday, I think we might head over there. I have to see what we have going on Friday. Um, but I'd like to head on over there and, uh, and see the puppies and see how they're doing. and Get more pictures of that awesome new camera. Oh, sorry. I went to have a nap today and it didn't happen. <clears throat> Which always makes me sad. I like getting a nap, and especially before I do this. Naps in aren't good. Uh, but yeah, we had a good morning. Got some dogs trained, which is always good. Uh, come on, guys. Tell me what you want to talk about. What do you want to hear? Or I'm going to talk more about puppies. Uh, we sent away, for the girls, we're doing DNA testing because girls are what we're going to breed for in the future. So we want to see what we have there. Um, so we're going to send away and do the DNA testing. They did receive it. So we will see how it goes. 
Uh, they also, one of the things we were doing it through Embark, Embark is offering matchmaker services and you can have questions and everything else. Um, so we're redoing the three adults too, because why not? And then we can use, ask them questions and annoy them, which is always good to annoy people with questions. The sun and the heat drains you too. Yeah, it does. Oh my gosh. Did you guys see me in a uh, virtual group class on, on uh, Saturday? I started out great. And by the time Carice came, he was dog number four. Luckily he's, uh, you know, him learning a dysautonomy alert would be a good thing. Uh, and, and he responded beautifully. I wasn't feeling great. And you can see in the video, I'm, I'm all flushed. Um, we need to get a big fan. Oh, that could be one thing. I'm going to write it on a list to look at tomorrow if we go to Lowe's. Is get a big barn fan. Um, because if we can get a big barn fan. Oh, it's already on the list. Ha <laughs> ha. Uh, if we can get a big barn fan, we can, uh, um, we can cool it out there a little bit, which would be good. And I also didn't have my drink. I came in after that, and I had uh, three bottles of water with a pack of liquid IV in each one. Uh, I had made, we have a recipe for homemade pot pie that's really good. Uh, so I had made that up. It's um, a broth with, it's a beef broth with uh, beef short rib meat in it, um, potatoes, carrots, and noodles. Sometimes we'll do homemade noodles, but because I'm gluten-free, I've been making gluten-free noodles, but I didn't have the time to make it, make, you know, full noodles. So I took um, gluten-free fettuccine and I cut that and put that in and that worked out beautiful. Yay, Walmart gluten-free noodles. Um, and they were fresh too. It wasn't dry noodles. But anyway, so we did that. So I added a whole bunch of extra salt to the broth and I had that. So between the three liquid IVs and the salt, I was finally feeling somewhat normal after about two hours. So that that's hard. Um, it's, it's, it was it was hard, but hopefully this week will be easier. Uh, Joanne says she got the Embark for her girls. So interested in what it says. That'll be neat. Yeah. Yeah, because one of the nice things with it, Joanne, is it was saying what, um, you know, what the, well, here, you know what? I'll pull up. I, I talked about this a wee bit last week, but let me pull up candies while I'm sitting here. It'd be different if I was, uh, Candy's the only one who got the Embark yet. There we go. Uh, but it, it tells you what it is. So she has, she's at risk. She tested positive, is bad. Uh, carrier status is um, that they have a recessive, okay? Um, she does have one copy of a variant associated with reduced alt activity which I've asked a couple different vets and they all say that's fine. That's nothing. That's an indicator of liver health. So she's likely to have a lower than rest, the average resting alt activity. So it'll just let them know that. But she has no, she's not at risk or a carrier for anything, which is great because of the Von Willey brand. You know, they, um, they can't have that. But it goes through a whole bunch of stuff here. It's a nine-page report uh, that you get back, which is neat. And then you can also log in and see it. So I believe all the... All the Goldens that we sent in have it, um, you know, have the, uh, the the swabs back there, which means it's going to take two to four weeks. No, not two to four weeks. It has to be less than that. So I'm hoping it's closer to two weeks than four weeks um, because I'm very impatient. And you had to wait until they were two weeks old to do it. So we did it when they were two and a half weeks old. Okay. Uh yeah, processing the whole way down. 
Oh, pink. Pink hasn't come in yet. Everyone else is processing. So, so we'll see how, how it goes. Hopefully it'll go very well. And then our next goals, because we need goals too, is uh, Ginger, Seth, and Lucy. We want to get their CGCs, all three of them, and we want to get the novice trick dog titles on them. Uh, because even if they're not service dogs, which we're not going to train them up to be service dogs because uh, they, they can't be, okay? Ginger and Lucy were born in 2017, so they're three years old. By the time they're done breeding for us, they'll be about four. Um, Seth is already four. You know, in a, a dog, a service dog shouldn't, <laughs> like girls, like a stud dog should, okay? So you have you have both of those that um, out there, right? You have both of those options. But we want, uh, if this works well, this is what I want to do with the puppies, for the girl puppies, so we can help decide who we want to keep, uh, is, is do the DNA stuff. But I'm hoping it's in. I don't know if it will be. And then that's something we can pass on to the owners as well, which is nice. But I didn't do it to the boys, just to the four girls, because there were only four girls. And it was a four-pack that you could get, so it worked out really good. Uh Activation date 521, yeah, processed by late June. They go home on June 27th, so hopefully, fingers crossed, um, we'll get them back about the 20th, because that's, I believe, when we're doing the um, temperament testing, we can start matching up who goes with who. Uh, Joanne says, hopefully I won't have too much trouble with doing the test. My girls are four months old. No, no so what you want to do, Joanne, is you want to separate them. Uh, and don't give them anything to eat or drink for, I think it's just a half hour. And then you'll take one of the, the swabs out of the package and you will go right underneath her, her jolly cheeky bit there. And you'll just swipe it for 30 seconds, 30 seconds to a minute, I believe. Uh, and then you untwist because there's this gel at the bottom. You untwist it, you put it in and then you shake it back and forth 10 times. Whenever that's done, you put it in a little zippy that it comes in and you put it in the pouch and you send it off. Now, before you do all that, you have to make sure that one girl gets the one and the other girl gets the other so you don't confuse them. Uh, so what we did is we, we wrote their names on it. Uh, I wrote them on and then we made sure and then I registered them all. And then you can also, when you log into your Embark account, you can upload little pictures of them. So I have their pictures that we had done up. Um, the, the shots that Rich and I had done with the good camera last week, which looking at them there where they could, they weren't walking near as good and seeing that they're walking really good uh, now is just too cute. <clears throat> it's really cute. Uh, even Candy, I went in and updated a little bit to put in her official legal name and all her titles. So, you know, I have fun with things. But yeah, yeah, the Embark test is pretty easy. And so what we are going to do with them is you can do their eyes and their heart when they're at least a year old. Uh, their eyes you want to do yearly, so we won't do that until they're closer to two. Uh, you want to do hips and elbows, or not, hips and, yeah, hips and elbows. Hips, elbows, eyes, and heart. It's like the wiggles. Luke used to listen to them whenever he was a kid. Hips, elbows, eyes, and heart. But we'll do, um, we'll do those uh, whenever they hit two. Uh, their their hips and their elbows and we'll do their eyes and their heart and make sure everything's good. Is there a place you recommend getting the test from? We have used Embark, E-M-B-A-R-K, I believe, or B-A-R-Q, let me see. Uh, 
Bark, B-A-R-K, E-M-B-A-R-K. We have used that before. Um, we've also used paw print genetics. Uh, and Bark has a lot more stuff on it. Uh, and Jeanette was on last week and she told me that she had the other one, um, the paw print one, paw print, and, and she was going to get the Embark because it tested for more things. So, you know, you can look at those. Embark price is about 125 to 150 I want to say, for it. And it's a good, easy first test. <laughs> well, how's your dog do? Especially if you're thinking breeding. Or if you just want to know what your dog might have problems with in the future. Because it is kind of neat to know that stuff, you know. Uh, so for us, we want to know, uh, do you buy it right from Embark? Yep, Jennifer, you can go right on the website and do it uh, and see what it comes up. That's the brand I used. Yeah, yeah. So you thought it was pretty easy to order it, Joanne? I hope. Uh, but yeah, yeah. And then... It's a little bit more confusing when you register for the first time because you think, wait, I just did this, but but it works out really good. Uh, how does Embark compare to Wisdom Panel? You know, Blake, I haven't used Wisdom Panel before. Um, I've heard about it. So why did I go with Embark? I had gone with Paw Print Genetics for Gypsy and for Roma when I did them. Uh, and then I went with Embark because Candy being a Doberman uh, through the Doberman Diversity Project, we got them for, there was a special sale for $99. So I went with Embark for that, and I was really impressed with how fast they were doing things and, and how everything went, that whenever we were looking to do the puppies, they had a really good deal, four for $396, so that's $99 a piece um, for the puppies. And then the adults, we redid them, I think that was about $135 a piece-ish, somewhere around there, uh, and you had to do packs of two. So we did Tucker because his owner had dropped off and I had mentioned it. And she said, you know, can you, can you do him too? So we did Tucker, um, Seth and Lucy and Ginger again. And I want to see, honest too, too I want to see Lucy and, uh, and Seth's we have here. Uh, and I want to see if anything's changed. If Seth still shows what it showed back whenever they did it before. And if Lucy did too. Just because I don't know how much to trust this, you know? Not breeding, and both her parents were tested, but she still wants to double check. Jennifer, I totally 100% agree with you. Heck yeah. And, and Joanne says, yeah, it was easy, and she received a quick, yeah, I had ordered on, I think, Friday, and I had a Monday. I was floored it was that quick, and I thought that was awesome, because uh, I expected it to be a couple weeks before I received it, and it wasn't. It was, you know, the next business day, uh, which was great. But yeah, Blake, so I don't know about Wisdom Panel and why I went with Paw Print Genetics in the first place is I had gone on OFA and I was looking at their genetic test kits and what they recognize and they had recognized paw print genetics for some things. So I thought, okay, and I had got a, a deal on paw print genetics, stuff like that. I usually wait for them to have a deal on unless I am impatient, which you know I am. <laughs> That's kind of my middle name. Uh, but yeah, you so you can, uh, if you go on OFA.org, uh, it's order. OFA DNA tests, and then up at the beginning, that first couple of sentences, it says uh, other DNA tests and labs, and then click here for a complete listing of test labs. Should come up with a whole bunch of different ones that you can look at. Lab, Labochlin was what um, Seth was under before, but you can look, Embark is on there, is, uh, is the other one, Popper Genetics. Project Dog Health Gene. But you can see some of those. Vet Gen. Wisdom Health is on here. OFA Paw Print Genetics. So that's one of the reasons I went with Paw Print Genetics. And then I just backed up. 
here and then it has breed so if I want to look at a golden retriever I have to flip down for golden <laughs> golden retriever there's a whole bunch here so the ichthyosis they listen to Eurovet gene gen soul paw print genetics and wisdom health muscular dystrophy helica paw print genetics vet gen wisdom health um, pra1 animal genetics animal health trust in the uk embark Eurovet gene gen soul helicia lab gen vet ori vet paw print genetics vet no so you know you can go through there and see now embark you can do the pras but it doesn't have it for the icky ichthyosis paw print genetics doesn't that's why i initially went with paw print genetics but um <coughs> it's okay but let me see what they have what embark has um but they do have a matchmaker service too that i was excited about embark uh i look at pet owners no sports show and breeding so here it's 149 or less with quantity purchases so if you want to get some friends together and buy a bunch of them you can do that search health conditions by breed so if i wanted to look golden retriever and see they even have golden doodle on here uh, they do the dm the degenerate myopathy a pra one and two ichthyosis muscular dystrophy another pra prcd something i'm not even going to try to pronounce it looks like spider moles but it's not uh, a couple others brittle bone disease uh, and then some of them are registerable with the OFA uh, the DM the PRA 1 and 2 the ichthyosis is not registerable with OFA muscular dystrophy in the PRA PRCD the three that aren't are the spider one the seroid and the osteogenesis imperfecta um, but there's a little <laughs> OFA logo saying you can register now here's the problem why if you look at gypsy on OFA you won't see even though I did it first I'm not breeding her second it's $15 a test to record it up on there so with this being six tests I'm not I don't want to spend a hundred bucks to register tests up on LFA I well, at least at the time I didn't want to would I do it now I don't know if I would or not it depends uh, but but that's yeah so you could do that uh, and it's good that you can right so you have that option uh, candies isn't on her on OFAs either. If you go on candies, oh, she has her two. Poor candy. So what's hers? Um, oh, come on. Mamba de Magnifico. And let's see what that comes up with. So I think that's about what it is. Yeah. Candy de Mamba Magnifico. Oh, she has a sister on here now too i'm gonna to look at the sister in a second okay doberman says she's a female uh she has her hips are good and her thyroid's normal well i've also done her von willibrandt's and that's on the embark so i'm gonna go back to embark and see um her sister her hips are good too okay that's good and it is a sister uh let me go back to embark so why do I do this while I'm, I'm doing this with you guys instead of just waiting and doing it on my own later is because you guys need to know how to navigate this stuff so you can check. I tell people I'm happy to check up and see, uh, see what I can find out about your breeder, but I don't have all the time in the world to be checking everybody. So you guys need to know how to do it on your own. 
Uh, and if you can do it on your own, then you can examine a breeder and see if they're a good breeder for you. Uh, I was looking for somebody, I was telling you this last week, I believe. If not, it happened between now and last week. Um, but we were looking at this particular breeder and they had a bunch of dogs up who had hip dysplasia and everything else. Why would you have those dogs up on your breeding website? If you look at Hope's website or Dream Dogs website, well, Hope's website has the breeding dogs on it. You will not see Gypsy because Gypsy is spayed and I'm not breeding Gypsy. Okay. Uh, so yeah, Von Willebrands we can do. The dilated cardiomyopathy for candy, one and two we can do. Degenerative myopathy we can do. And deafness and vestibular syndrome of Dobermans, which is um, DVDOB and Dings. So all one, two, three, four, five are um, registerable through OFA. So we could do that. Um, five times 15 is what, $75? If we wanted to spend $75 to register those. And we might, I'll see, I'll see what her, uh, we have to do her heart and we have to do her eyes. And if those come back good, who knows? I might, if not, it's up. You know, I put it up on the site whenever it's time, um, time for it because we want, I want people to know what they're getting. And that also means, uh, you know, you have to watch the sire because you don't want weird things going on. You want good things. You don't want weird. Weird is bad. Don't do weird things. Uh, but yeah, candies. Candies there. Yay for candy. Uh, and then Roma. I don't think Roma's on for anything yet because I don't think we've done anything with her. Just kind of snored while he's sleeping there. Okay. Uh, but yeah, check it out. I want you guys to all check it out. I don't care if you've you've never thought about doing genetic testing. I want you to go on Embark or uh, Wisdom Panel or Paw Print Genetics. And I want you to look up your breed of dog. It's, it's really pretty easy to do. Look up your breed or a breed that you're interested in, right? And just see what genetic tests there are. Now, here's the caveat with that. Talking with some people who want to breed their dog, they have done no genetic testing. None. And, and they say, oh, no, I'm good because I'll order a genetic test and have it done. Genetic test is not the be-all and end-all. And who knows, maybe after a while we won't genetically test our females. But honestly, for $100 to do them, $150 max to do them, I'm probably always going to genetically test the females that we're thinking of breeding because you need, you need that information. We don't want to not have that information. You know, you need info. Need written food. Uh, poodles, I think I have right here. I'm trying to find it to tell you. Um, what did Roma need? Being a poodle, she needs her hips, her eyes, her thyroid, or SA, which is a, a skin thing, or heart. So you need one of those. Uh, I know I have a friend who's a vet, and she can probably do the thyroid pretty easy. So we might do her thyroid, and she can also do the hips. I just can't have her do the eyes. So I can get Roma two-thirds of the way done. And while it's not required to do the DNA, we do the DNA because we're good. Oh, Popperns has one for service dogs too. Oh, that's awesome, Anjanette. I did not know that. Um, but yeah, we uh, we want we want everyone to do super, right? So one of the things we're going to be working on for this litter of puppies because we're keeping one personally. Well, we we're keeping one to train up as a service dog. And then we're going to train one up for Hope as a service dog. And then Karen's keeping one. So we're going to have three puppies. And we want to do videos to show the owners what to do. And then we're going to have a puppy course, right? And that puppy course is going to go home with every owner. It's an online course. It's super easy. 
I have a puppy workbook that I, I have to go through and edit, but we have a workbook for puppy stuff um, to take you through the first year for service dogs. So if you have a service dog, great. If you have a pet dog, your pet dog's going to be flipping amazing if you do all this stuff. Um, but it's not part of the service dog course, but it's going to be a bonus added on for our owners because some of them, no, out of the, I think there were six of them that we're selling because they were, they were extra. And it's not that, you know, there's not anything wrong with them. I just, I, I have no place to put them, right? So we, we opened it up. I think five of them are going by referrals from um, trainer friends, five of them. I think there's only one of them who we didn't have, uh, you know, I don't know how they found me, but you know what? That works. That's super. And I'm happy about that. Okay. So I'm going to sign off now. I'm going to go work dogs, see what they're doing. Rich and Luke are doing. Um, I tried to nap earlier. I couldn't nap. So Django and I played on the computer or on the phone. That's the fun of having a new phone. Okay. So I will talk to, <clears throat> talk to you guys later and um see how everything's going but let me know let me know what it is that your breed uh should have genetic test wise uh look up ofa if, if you do have a parent who's a kc look up on ofa and see if you can find their information if you have a friend who has an akc dog see what you can find on their parents or on them through the ofa learn how to use this stuff because if you learn how to use this it's like teaching a, a person to fish versus giving the person a fish right we want to teach you guys how to fish. <laughs> okay, so I'll see you guys.